It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam, Sam Phelan. We are live at St. Thomas Sports Park out here getting ready for Titans training camp practice on this Tuesday morning. Got to make sure you follow us on all of the social medias because we are Nationals on demand sports.network and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show on our Twitter timeline uh, at A to Z Sports. Also hit us up on TikTok, Instagram, and on threads for all of our great Titans coverage. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen to us. Uh, They make it happen for us, and they help out all of you, like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm to your health plans. Get better with farm to your health plans. Better coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash atoz. The Aura app, keeping you safe online and get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash atoz. And our friends at Krebs Kubota, uh, online KrebsKubota.com. They're an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state, Murfreesboro, Franklin, and Columbia. Uh, once again, KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, last night the Titans released their first unofficial depth chart of this upcoming training camp. So we'll walk through it. We'll go with the offense first, uh, walking through this. So, uh, Sam, I'll let you take us through the first iteration of the unofficial depth chart for the Titans heading into this game against the Chicago Bears. Yep, here's the offensive side of the football on the first unofficial depth chart. You look down there at the bottom of your screen, you see the quarterback situation. Ryan Tannehill, obviously the starter. Malik Willis in there as QB2 and Will Levis as QB3. At the running back position, Hassan Haskins is the number two. Tajay Spears is the three. Uh, And you get a look at the wide receivers with Hopkins and Burks. No real surprise there. Westbrook Akine, Moore, McMath, Phillips. And then uh, your offensive line, which has the expected starters, Dillard, Skaronsky, Brewer, Brunskill, and Hubbard left to right. Uh, And then some interesting things with Justin Murray being listed at left guard. And Jalen Duncan as the backup left tackle, which I thought was uh, just a little bit interesting there. So there's your offensive side of the ball. We've got the defense right here. Uh, with your uh, really no real surprises here inside linebacker, the one that really stood out to me here with Jack Gibbons listed as a defensive starter. Uh, Maybe not a surprise to me, but I think Titans fans might kind of have their eyes opened a little bit when they see that Aziz Alshire and Jack Gibbons as the starting inside linebackers. All of the rookies that you see down there on the third line with the underlines. Uh, So the rookies pretty far down on the depth chart. And then special teams, what everybody loves to talk about this time of year, the kicking situation and kicker Caleb Shudak currently listed as the starter with rookie Trey Wolf behind him as the backup. So I I know this is a lot to unpack. It's kind of hard to take all of that in. So we kind of simplified it here. Before we real real quick, Sam, before we get to that, because I did see a comment. Sorry about that. Uh, Earlier, right before we even went live in the YouTube waiting room, Titans Fox said, what happened? Kyle Phillips is the fifth receiver on the depth chart. Did something happen in practice? Is everything okay? So do you want to explain 
the kind of the setup of what that looks like with Kyle Phillips looks like he's listed as the fifth receiver? Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, that is what this is saying. Yeah. That it's Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins, followed by Chris Moore and NWI, followed by Kyle Phillips and Racy McMath. I don't put a ton of stock into this. There are certain things with the depth chart that I think are interesting and certain things that I think are not interesting, not important, and I don't put a lot of stock into. Last year, Nick Westbrook-Kikine was listed as the wide receiver one. So, yeah, right. Like, on the first unofficial depth chart. So, there are parts of this that matter and parts of this that don't, and that's kind of what we're here to talk about. I don't think Kyle Phillips is the wide receiver five. I still think he's the wide receiver three. I think it's hard to put on a depth chart a guy who's going to start in the slot when he's yep. not, like – there's not a spot for slot receiver number one on the depth chart. You just put, you know, two guys out wide. So yeah, that's kind of what we're going to talk about this morning. What is important and what is not important of the things that really caught your eye, caught my eye. And we're going to break down what we feel like means something on this yeah. chart. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, the, the personnel grouping of what they listed two wide outs, two tight ends. That's why Kyle Phillips Which is, is not, not listed. good for Kyle Phillips. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, difficult for him to, Right. Yeah. So that, that's kind of explaining that situation. So, so Sam, let's go, let's get to it because we kind of came up and collaborated on what we thought our five biggest takeaways were on this, on a first unofficial depth chart from the Titans. The five are Will Levis over, I'm sorry, Malik Willis over Will Levis as QB two Haskins listed as running back two. where we talked a lot yesterday, Sam, on your first, 53-man roster projection where you said and you didn't think Hassan Haskins would make this team because of the competition at running back and also because of the legal situation that he has pending with a court date coming up literally on cut day. Uh, Gibbons over Monty Rice at inside linebacker. You touched on that. Caleb Shudak at kicker over Trey Wolf and only one rookie starter because all the rookies are underlined here. And the only rookie that's in the starting lineup out of the gates is Peter Skaronsky, the 11th overall pick from the draft. And you got a lot of rookies that are deep uh, in that uh, second or third team on that first depth chart. So Sam, we're going to ask everybody this question out of the gates, which of these five is the biggest deal, right? We always play big deal, small deal, no deal. We're going to put all five of these in a bucket and you guys want, we want you to tell us what do you guys think is the biggest deal of this first depth chart with our five takeaways, which is the biggest deal of these. We'll get to your answers here momentarily live from St. Thomas sports park. But first I'm going to tell you guys about farm Bureau health plans, farm Bureau health plans can take care of you when it comes to your health coverage. They're really good at what they do. They've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years and they can help you out in many different ways, whatever your situation is, because every, Every health coverage plan needs to be a situation-by-situation basis. So they're not just going to plug you into a uh, cookie-cutter-type plan for you because you're not a cookie. We we are all our different situation, our different human being, and our different family setup. You have to have a custom plan for you that takes advantage of what Farm Bureau health plans can do. Zach has saved over 20% each month with Farm Bureau health plans and has actually gotten better coverage for that lower rate. So whether it's health, dental, vision, everything – Anything, bits and pieces of it, Farm Bureau Health Plans can take care of you. It's super easy to do it. A health assessment that takes maybe 20 or 30 minutes is all you have to have to get started. So check them out at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. 
Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up on the BetMGM app, and you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You use that bonus code, it's ATOZ Sports, and they can give you up to $1,000 back if your first wager loses with a second chance to win big. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks, and it's why we love BetMGM. Sign up with uh, the bonus code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app and BetMGM.com. All right, Sam, which of these five is the biggest deal of our depth chart takeaways? Which of the five is the biggest deal? Malik Willis over Will Levis, Hassan Haskins running back two, Jack Gibbons over Monty Rice inside linebacker next to Z's, Caleb Shudak over Trey Wolf as the kicker, and only one rookie starter. I will send you to the chat, Sam, to see what everybody's thinking about this. But which is the biggest deal, according to the people of the chat? We asked the chat for the biggest deal. We've got Clayton saying it is Gibbons over Rice. We've got Nate saying it's the kicker. We've got Titans Kyle saying it's Haskins as RB2. Titans Fox says it's Haskins over Spears. DeMarco says it's Hassan Haskins. Uh, Chris says Gibbons over Rice. Curtis says Monty Rice, a little disappointing. Also going at that inside linebacker spot. Jeff says Haskins is RB2, means they don't care about the legal issue. Uh, Eric says it's Haskins. Richie says it's Shudak. Scott says it is Gibby over Rice. Charles says Gibbons over Rice. We got Darius saying Haskins. Dylan saying Gibby. We got Tighten Up saying Gibbons. We got Den saying Haskins. Uh, we've got Malachi says it is Gibbons over Rice at inside linebacker. That one's a bit shocking. <laughs> Were you not listening to the show yesterday, Malachi? I tried to tell you guys. I tried yeah. to warn the people about, well, the, about yeah. the inside linebacker spot. Uh, Danny says it's Hassan Haskins. Uh, we've got one rookie starter from Tony. Uh, we've got uh, Devin saying Haskins shouldn't even be on the team. Eddie says Gibbons over Rice. We've got Willis over Levis from Jody. So all four answers or all the answers said. Yeah. Now. Uh, but it seems like the two that stick out to the chat are Jack Gibbons over Monty Rice and Hassan Haskins as RB2. Austin, what is the biggest deal of this group? So I think a lot of people are answering like their biggest surprise, right? And that's where I think Gibbons over Rice is a big surprise, as is Haskins at running back two. But I think the biggest of deal, as in which is the most impactful uh, part and takeaway of this, Sam, in my mind, it's only one rookie starter. Because what are the Tennessee Titans trying to do here? The Tennessee Titans are trying to compete for the AFC South. They have made that very clear with how Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel uh, you know, approached this offseason. And so the fact that everybody's counting them out, they're not uh, the, the, the odd favorite to win the AFC South, the Bet MGM. I put my money down on Titans plus 350 right before DeAndre Hopkins signed, and I'm, I'm giddy about what that future bet might win me. I think it's the fact that only one rookie starter, and it's your first-round pick, Peter Skaronsky, 11th overall, who everybody had in the draft process as a day-one plug-and-play starter and maybe a 10-year starter at that, but he's a guard, right? But I think he fills a position of need. But I'm looking up and down this depth chart, only one rookie listed as a starter. That shows me that they're relying on the free agency group of players that Rand Carthon brought in that we've talked about in past shows as – highly motivated, prove-it type guys and prove-it type mentalities, most of them on a one-year deal or when it comes to like Arden Key and Andre Dillard where they've been 
you know, ditched. Andre Dillard ditched by the team that drafted him in the first round. Arden Key's been bouncing around his fourth team in his NFL career at this point. So I think it's the fact that only one rookie is listed as a starter, meaning that they're going to have second-year guys have an impact on this team, other young players that are in their second or third year, and these veterans that they brought in are out there listed as starters or, or backups, and they're not going to have to try to win the AFC South relying on rookies to carry them. The rookies like Tajay Spears, like Josh Wiley, and like some of the others are just going to be like supplemental help. They're going all in, and I think that's, oh. a big, that, that's the biggest deal for me is that this team's a maybe more veteran than we thought. It's interesting compared to what they did last year because I think we had five rookies starting last year. I mean, if you count Kyle Phillips as a starter, which which you should one, he pretty much was. Yeah, Uh, I I don't know if Chig is a starter. He split some time with Austin Hooper early on in the year, but he was certainly impactful. You had Burks, Chig, Phillips, NPF all really getting meaningful time as rookies. I might be even be missing one out there. I don't like. They were very, very reliant on their rookie class. Roger McCreary. Roger McCreary, yeah. So there you go. There's your – I, yeah, I mean, five. Roger McCreary, uh, NPF, Burks, like those three guys were, were expected to have a significant role plus Kyle Phillips. And, yeah, Jig uh, too, right? So that's five rookies, not even counting Malik, that were expected to be significant role players. And, you know, two of them – really played NPF and McCreary stayed healthy and Stonehouse. Teddy brings up Stonehouse. Jody brings yeah. up Stonehouse. So there's, well, that was six rookies having like a significant role last year in week one or, or early in the season. And before injury started to take its course. Yeah. John Robinson took a gamble last year and we talked yeah. about it extensively during training camp that he was gambling on his rookie class and it, you know, the rookie class, I don't think disappointed too much. You had injuries to some of them, which hurt you. But overall, you saw that their unwillingness to go all in, their unwillingness to uh, obviously we know what happened with AJ and how widely criticized that was. But in general, the Titans didn't do a ton last year. They they relied on what they knew and the players they had in the building and the rookies. Yeah. And they had this cockiness to them as a front office. Arrogance, right? Staff, this yeah, arrogance. Exactly. That ended up biting them in the butt. And this year you start to see a little bit of a shift where – they went out, they got the veterans, they got the proven or prove it guys, uh, and they're going younger. But I don't know if I think this is the biggest deal because okay. I think this is very subject to change. And I'm not sure I even believe any of this right now. That's well, okay. it, like, Bef- all right, so fine. So what, but what rookies? Well, it, I think it if is- you consider Chig as a starter last year, you might have to consider Josh Wiley a starter this year because I think he's going to get a lot of playing time and have a big part in this offense. I think Tajay Spears, I would consider somebody who's going to be a starter or an impact significant role player, significant role player week one. I don't expect him to be the third running back. I think he'll have a significant impact. Uh, I, I think it's possible a guy like Jalen Duncan plays meaningful snaps on the offensive line if something happens or if he he continues to win the job and so I don't necessarily put a ton of stock into where the rookies are on the first depth chart typically rookies are far down on the first depth chart and that's kind of how it goes like if you look at the Titans depth chart last year you had Trey Avery as the last corner on the roster when it first came out because he was a UDFA well he ended up making the team and starting some 
So like where rookies are does not is not a huge deal to me because they're always going to start at the back. Again, I just feel like, though, I didn't really think about it. Maybe it wasn't on the top of my mind of like, oh, this team is a fairly veteran motivated squad that's not going to have to rely on rookies. You're relying on second-year guys who had promising starts to their NFL careers and guys that are on the prove-it situations like we've talked about. So that's kind of this kind of opened my eyes to that narrative about this roster, which I think is a good thing. That's a great thing. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a good deal for the Tennessee Titans moving forward. All right, so uh, Sam, I'm going to get to yours. What do you think is the biggest deal of our five main depth chart takeaways, Willis over Levis, Haskins at running back two, Gibbons over Rice at inside linebacker, Shudak over Wolf at kicker, and mine was the only one rookie starter. So, Sam, we're going to get to your opinion on what is the biggest deal of these uh, depth chart takeaways from the first unofficial depth chart of the Titans season in preseason. But first, Oral can keep you safe online and get a two-week free trial when you use our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Aura keeps you safe from a lot of different angles. They protect your passwords and manage your passwords for you. They'll let you know if a password has been leaked in a data breach. So you can go change that on whatever platform that password belongs to. They'll also make sure that your credit identity theft monitoring is under control as well because that's such a major inconvenience. If something happens, you have to go get a new card and cancel everything and reset up all your auto payments and everything else you had set up. They also will help spammers, telemarketers, and junk mailers get out of your life. Because that's how Aura impacted me the first time is because I had 30 data brokers selling my information to all these people pestering me from every angle on my phone, in my email, in my physical mailbox. And they got rid of those data brokers in five or six days. So we're telling you, if you go to our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z, you get a two-week free trial for all of Aura services. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free free trial. So check out Aura today. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. They're the king of sports books, and they're offering you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win when you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. You place that bonus code ATOZ Sports into BetMGM when you first sign up and place that first wager. And even if your bet loses, you can get your money back up to $1,000 with a second chance to win big. That's why they're the king of sports books. That's why we love BetMGM and BetMGM.com. All right, Sam, what is it? I said it's only one rookie is listed as a starter. What is the biggest depth chart takeaway, the biggest deal for you? Yeah, so when I look at these uh, and I think what the biggest deal is, uh, I try and think of what do I feel is the most accurate? What do I feel like is, a, is an accurate reflection of what I've seen on the field and is least likely to change? Uh, so often these first depth charts are completely inaccurate from where the team ends up week one. Uh, and so I try and figure out, well, what is least subject to change and what do I feel like is an actual, actual accurate reflection of yeah. the team that I've seen on the practice field. And for okay. me, that's Jack Gibbons over Monty Rice because ah. that has been what the Titans have gone with really all of training camp. Jack Gibbons has been their number two inside linebacker option behind Aziz Alshire, sometimes on the field at the same time as Aziz Alshire. And I think it says a lot about both Gibbons' development and perhaps Rice's lack of development so far in camp with where the Titans see these two linebackers. Um, 
And uh, I think it's fair for Titans fans to get pretty excited about Jack Gibbons and maybe be a little bit worried about Monty Rice at this point. So for uh, I quite honestly, I didn't expect that to be on the depth chart, even though it's what I've seen on the practice field every day. I still feel felt like Monty having more experience and being your penciled in replacement for David Long or penciled in guy to step up with an open inside backer spot available. I felt like he was the guy for the job. So to show that they're not only playing Jack Gibbons with the ones more frequently than they are Rice, but to also have it written on the depth chart here on this defensive depth yeah. chart with Jack Gibbons as a starter. And I mean, these are all your starters, right? Fulton, Hooker, Byard, Murphy, Bunting, Landry, Alshire, Key, Simmons, Tart, Autry. Gibbons is the other guy on there. That is substantial to me because I think it shows exactly where the Titans view their second year linebacker. And how they view their third-year linebacker. Right. And, and so, like, and Monty I, Rice, I look, yeah. we'll talk about the rest of these, but I look at these, and Willis over Levis, I think, is simply a seniority thing. It's simply a rookie quarterback thing, and that it's going to be listed that way until yeah. until it's, it's not. not very yeah. clearly that not that anymore. Right. So, Haskins as RB2, I think – here's a question for you, a trivia question. Okay. I went and looked this up, Austin. On the Titans' first initial depth chart of 2022, who was listed as the RB2? Last last summer? Or sorry, yeah, so sorry. I it, it was Hilliard, okay? okay. Who yeah, was the yeah, next yeah. running back after Dontrell Hilliard last Probably summer? Probably not Hassan Haskins. Who was another like veteran? It was not ah. Hassan Haskins. It was not Julius Chestnut. It was not fullback Tory Carter. It was not Trenton Cannon. It was Jordan Wilkins, who Jordan was the Wilkins. first running back cut out of the group. So yeah. it shows you that sometimes the way these guys are lined up are simply seniority, like I said. Yeah. And when I look at these, Willis is, has seniority over Levis. Haskins has seniority over Spears. Shudak yeah. has seniority over Wolf. Every veteran has seniority over the rookies that they're starting over. But Rice has more years of experience with the Titans than Jack Gibbons does, and yet Gibbons is the starting linebacker. Uh, quick anecdote on Jordan Wilkins. I have a friend who went into his high school Hall of Fame this past February, and in that Hall of Fame induction class was former Titans running back Jordan Wilkins. <laughs> but he, my, my friend went in for something off the field. It wasn't a sports-related Hall of Fame induction for, for his high school, but I did think that was ironic. Uh, so, you know, I, I get what you're saying about Jack Gibbons, and, and I do think that's, that's an interesting deal. I'll throw a question back at you, though, about what you think. Do you think this says – do you think Jack Gibbons over Monty Rice – is more about Jack Gibbons or more about Monty Rice? Because Monty Rice is a top 100 draft pick. He's a third-round draft pick out of Georgia on a defense that was loaded with talent and had a really good college productivity uh, career, productive career. A top 100 draft pick that is now right behind an undrafted free agent linebacker out of Minnesota by way of uh, I've some Abilene Christian or something in, in Texas from a transfer. Is it more about Gibbons or more about Rice in your mind? That's a very tough question. I think yeah. it has to do with both. I, I, I think. No, it, no, don't Marcus no, Mariota to me. I, I know don't I Marcus to... Mariota to me. That's that Marcus Mariota is like famous or infamous 
move was you ask him an A or B question. Oh, a little bit of both. No, do not Marcus Mario to me this time. I would say it has more to do with Jack Gibbons right now uh, because I think I've only ever heard positive things about Jack Gibbons out of Mike Vrabel's mouth. And like I've said before, you can usually tell with Mike Vrabel his opinions about a player based on his nonverbal communication when asked about that player, the way he he lights up, the way he responds, whether it's a textbook answer or a very personal, unique answer. And every time you ask him about Jack Gibbons, he always has positive things to say. He always has very specific things to say, and he seems to be very excited about the progress that he's made. He doesn't say the same things about Monty Rice, but Jack Gibbons, I believe was also an off season award winner for the Titans. Like, They have, from the moment he got here, noted him as a standout that had impressed them. And that started as an undrafted guy that they were like, oh, look at him. He might make our roster to being somebody that they brought onto the active roster from the practice squad to somebody that by the end of the year was getting meaningful snaps in the defense and playing pretty well. And that has just continued over this offseason as he's continued to develop. And now they feel pretty comfortable with him being a starting linebacker. So I think it says a lot about Jack Gibbons uh, and who he has been as a player since arriving with the Titans and who he has developed into or who he could be for them moving forward. Yeah. I also think Mike Vrabel has another easy tell is that whenever he comes up with a nickname for a player, that's a good thing for that player. There's never like a, there's never like a negative nickname that Vrabel's has. And, and our guy, uh, our, our guy Bonafide Bro in the chat brings up somebody else because he is, uh, where, oh, where'd it go? He's commenting under his Otis section. Reese. Yeah, OTIS, right? Otis Reese is getting some of that love so far in camp. And I, but, think, like we, I think Otis Reese is, you know, getting some of that same type of love. Uh, you know, Mike Vrabel very clearly loves Otis Reese and he's very excited about Otis Reese. So, That'll be an interesting name to watch in preseason games and see how Otis plays. Former safety that has now moved to linebacker. Uh, but, man, you can tell he's a former safety because he's flying around the field. He is fast out there uh, and has been making a lot of plays in camp so far. I'm excited to watch him in preseason action, and Mike Vrabel is too. But, yeah, I think you make a good point. Guys that get a nickname from the head coach, typically in pretty good standing. I'd put John Ajuku, OJ in there as well. Yep, as exactly. Who, Mike Vrabel gave him a nickname. That's probably somebody that, you know, he, he's got strong feelings about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nickname's a big deal there. So, so we'll see if OTIS can make it uh, another nickname guy that, that can make it uh, on this roster. Uh, that's going to be a long shot. Uh, OJ, I think, has a better shot than OTIS uh, for Vrabel spelling that out. So, all right, so I – to answer my own question about is it more about Gibby or is it more about Rice, I, I kind of agree that I do think there's an infatuation that Vrabel has with uh, Jack Gibbons and, and where I think you know, somebody said that I think uh, Vrabel sees himself in, in Jack Gibbons a little bit. Maybe, maybe so. Vrabel was a, you know, an All-American in college too, so a little bit different pedigree, I guess, coming into the league uh, than, the, than those two players. But super smart, very reliable that's a key thing for Mike Vrabel is how reliable can you be? Monty Rice hasn't been reliable. And a lot of that's been because of an injury, right? He, he tore his Achilles in a weird yeah. spot that cost him a couple, you know, cost him parts of two seasons uh, so far in his NFL career. So Monty Rice hasn't quite been reliable yet. And I also could kind of view this 
this Jack Gibbons over Monty Rice on the depth chart, is that a little extra kick in the ass to, to Monty Rice? You know, a little extra motivation of like, hey, hey, man, it's up there on the board. It's published. Everybody can see it. You know, once they send out that game release, everybody knows that the undrafted dude is ahead of you. And, you know, what would Kirby Smart think of that if you're getting beat out by some guy like that, right? So I think there's a lot of – there could be some extra motivation uh, for Monty Rice. And you don't want to have to use that card in the pros, but at times you might have to do that. And I think uh, I think that could be a little bit of the case. But I do agree with you. I think it's more about Jack Gibbons than it is Rice at this point. Yeah. No, I – that's what you never know about these depth charts is how much of it is, you know, real – how much of it is motivation? How much of it is just throwing some some stuff out there? Because why not? Uh, and then yep. you just like you just kind of put it together based off of years of experience, and then you know it doesn't actually mean anything at the end of the day. I think the preseason is going to tell us a lot more. The rotation in Chicago. I like that you brought that up when we were having this inside linebackers conversation earlier this week. Is how much is Monty Rice playing in a preseason game in Chicago? who is and who is not taking significant snaps, that tells you a lot, too, about where yeah. people are in their roster standing. So Yeah, for sure. And Malachi brings up a great point on Facebook. He says, luckily, the Titans are pretty good at finding inside linebackers in the fifth round. I mean, yeah, that, which is why Another David Long Jr. is not well here. at yes. plugging and playing and, and replacing four years later. So now, And again, like, this is John Robinson and Mike Vrabel finding Jack Gibbons, not Rank Carthon. So we'll have to kind of see. J-Rob was very good at finding that late round uh, talent at inside linebacker. We'll have to find out where Rand Carthon has his uh, secret evaluation skill set uh, in uh, as he continues his career as the Titans GM. All right, so Sam, we had our two. There's three other main takeaways uh, that we haven't really spent a ton of time yet on this morning. I think the only one rookie starter is the biggest deal for me. We just talked a lot about Gibbons over Rice. So let's talk about the other three. Willis over Levis, Haskins over uh, as running back two, and then Shudak as, as the kicker over Wolf. Because I know you have a, an opinion about Trey Wolf and Caleb Shudak, the kickers there. But first, tell us all about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust, and you can trust the Bone and Joint Institute out in Franklin with a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery. Go see them and schedule an appointment at boneandjointtn.org. They have a clinic, rehab, imaging, surgery, testing, all under one roof at their facility in Franklin. You don't have to drive all over Middle Tennessee to go from all of your different appointments. No hassle, as convenient as possible, out in Franklin with great care and reliable care. It's Bone and Joint Institute and boneandjointtn.org to schedule an appointment. All right, Sam, also with BetMGM, you have the first bet offer with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. But if you've already signed up with BetMGM, you can win big with your friends with BetMGM this football season because their refer friend code has gotten that much better uh, because now with every with every refer friend uh, invitation you send out there and your friend signs up with BetMGM, you get $100 in bonus bets. They get $100 in bonus bets. You can refer up to 20 friends, which means you can get $2,000 in bonus bets. That's insane. That's a great way to build the bankroll for football season and put all your futures on different props in week one and everything else. So the refer for an invitation with BetMGM, you can win big right there uh, with uh, $100 in bonus bets for every friend that signs up with your refer for an invitation with BetMGM. You also have the first bet offer with bonus code ATOZ Sports to get up to $1,000 back 
in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Visit betmg.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and other requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued with knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So some quick hits on this depth chart takeaways. First one, you know, what's a little deeper into Malik Willis over Will Levis. I know you said you think it's a seniority thing, but do you ex- like what? Where is there a time in camp that you would think Levis has the ability to jump ahead if he's going to? On a depth chart, uh, third preseason game going into the okay. third preseason game, I feel like, uh, Mike Vrabel said after the draft that Malik Willis is going to be QB two. So it's not surprising for me to see him as QB two on the depth chart, even though I believe Will Levis is the backup this year. That's my opinion, because I believe Will Levis is better suited to plug and play in a Ryan Tannehill offense than Malik Willis is. We have to, we still have to see both of them in preseason action. There's a lot that could change. I think if Willis look or Levis looks substantially more advanced than Willis does in the first two preseason games, heading into that last week, I think you can finally start to say, okay, we know who our backup is. I still think Malik makes the team, but I, I think that change is probably very, very late in camp, if at all. I mean, it might be a regular season week one thing that you finally start to see you yeah. know, change on the depth chart. I kind of feel like it's going to be week one Sunday morning in New Orleans, and we're going to get the inactive list. And one of those guys is going to be inactive. <laughs> and you're going to be like, um, that could very well be yeah, it. You know, and, and like, and like, and we don't know which one's going to be inactive until we get that like 90 minutes before kickoff. Um, so, you know, and I guess that person would still be able to dress. That's the new rule. Right. So like, yeah, if, if Malik, if, so here's, here's how you would play this thing. Uh, if you wanted to go ch- full chess moves is Will Levis would be inactive. And the only way he would be able to play is if both quarterbacks get hurt, but Malik can be as your second player. So if you did want to get cute and have some specialty stuff with Malik's athletic ability, you could still use that as the second quarterback with Levis as your emergency. But again, both quarterbacks would have to get hurt for Levis to be able to go in. So if there's a lot of like, you know, details and nuance to go into that. But I kind of agree with you overall. I, I think this is Malik's second quarterback job on paper until he loses it. And the only way I see Malik losing it is by having similar issues in preseason games like he did a year ago, right. not throwing the ball, right? Yeah. If he's in there standing back there, patting the ball like he's been doing in practice at times, and then has to take off and run and Vrabel's not happy with that, then that's where I see Levis jumping him as, as QB two on paper. Right. No. And and so that won't change until preseason action. And I don't think it'll change until pretty deep into the preseason or till week one, like you said, like if all three of these guys are going to make the roster, the Titans have no reason to tip their hand about who the backup quarterback is until the very, very last moment. So we might be able to, read between the tea leaves on who's taking reps with twos at the twos at practice and who's getting majority of the snaps. But, you know, on paper, I don't necessarily expect that to change. That might be different at certain other positions, which we can talk about here because I think the roster will, will, will dictate this as well. So for the kicking battle between Shudak and Wolf, 
Caleb Shudak is going to be listed as the starting kicker up until and if he gets cut and Trey Wolf makes the team. So I think so. Huh? You think so? You think this is a Brett Kern, Ryan Stonehouse deal? I think that's exactly what this is. I think they will show Shudak as the starter until they've made their decision. And it'll be, yeah, it was Shudak. It was Shudak all along. Or Trey won the job. We're going to bring Trey on as the number one now. And Shudak will be off the roster. And until then, Shudak's going to be the number one. I think the same thing goes for Hassan Haskins, who's going to be listed as your RB2 until the situation plays out with him either on the field or legally, and the Titans have to start to sort through what they're doing at running back. I think Tajay Spears is unquestionably the RB2 and going to get the second most action of any Titans running backs. I don't think he will be listed as that guy until the regular season and the final roster is official. These are all things to me that I think are due to this being an unofficial depth chart at the beginning of the preseason when teams are, things don't always mean anything. And that's kind of how those three things stack up for me. Sam, what I think when I look at, I agree with you on the shootout wolf thing at kicker. When I look at Hassan Haskins being running back two as of right now, I think that answers the question we asked yesterday morning, which is what do the Titans prioritize more with their last running back spot Rushing, catching, or protecting. Clearly, the Titans view pass protecting as the most valuable asset for a backup running back. So I think Hassan Haskins has that chance to make the team unless the legal situation goes awry, uh, not in his favor with however that plays out, uh, and that costs him his job. But I think that's where the Titans have him listed as RB2 because that's that's something they can preach. Look. He's in here. He's by far the worst runner and the worst pass catcher of the three other of the three guys, Chestnut, Ward, and Haskins. But hey, you make this team because you can protect our quarterback. Then you're gonna be. Then you're gonna have a role, and that's where he's at there. But I I, I definitely think Tajay Spears, when it comes to like counting snaps, Tajay Spears is gonna have the second most snaps at the running back position behind Derek. Uh, but then Haskins is is gonna get propped up because of that uh, pass protecting skill set. I don't know if I agree that it answers our question from yesterday. I think it does. I, I think the decision that they make on the roster on cut day will answer what they prioritize as far as those things are concerned. Like we talked about yesterday, they've got three very different running backs behind Spears and Henry, three guys that have different skill sets. One thing that we know they prioritize is special teams. They've got three guys that have special teams impact as well. Julius Chestnut, I talked to him yesterday. Look out for him at kick returner. That's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, He was being a little coy with me. Didn't really want to share anything with me. They got him there. The depth chart came out and he said, well, kick returner. Here's what happened. I asked him straight up. What all are they asking you to do right now? How can you help this team? How can you contribute? He said, oh, well, I can't can't say exactly how I'm contributing. I said, okay, well, special teams wise. He said, yeah, I'm playing inside on kick team. I said, what about returning you kick returning <laughs> still? He said, uh, yeah, probably we'll see game day and was kind of not wanting to say fully, but I think Julius Cheston has a good chance to be this team's kick returner. That's valuable. J- Jonathan Ward, Mike Vrabel singled him out yesterday as being a successful pass protector. When like, on the Nico Autry, So there are different nuances to this where I think we will finally figure out what the Titans value 
when they make the decision, which probably won't happen till cut day. All right, Sam, uh, last topic before we head over to practice today. Mike Vrabel makes a decision that I think the rest of the NFL uh, should take notice uh, of. So we'll get to that here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about our friends Krebs Kubota. You should absolutely take notice of Krebs Kubota because they are Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment provider and they are an elite Kubota dealer with their three locations across uh, Middle Tennessee and Franklin, Columbia, and in Murfreesboro. Their website's KrebsKubota.com. They've got the best equipment in the industry with the Kubota line, that which means they have the best warranties for equipment in the industry as well with Kubota. And Krebs, nobody does customer service in relationships like Krebs Kubota does. So make sure you take care of your property, your projects around that property with the best in the business that is Krebs Kubota. And they've been doing it for 18 plus years, family owned and operated, KrebsKubota.com and check out their great three locations across the mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro, KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you place your first wager with that bonus code ATOZ Sports and you have a second chance to win big. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks. It's why we love BetMGM. Sign up at BetMGM.com. And then, real quick, before we transition here, Richie wanted to know can we get some kicker footage? Richie, we cannot. Uh, the special teams period is closed to the media. It's one of the many things. Titans media is not able to shoot during practices. Same with all these live team periods that people are always clamoring for. Yep. No, we cannot film those, unfortunately, but we can report on how the kickers do every day. So we've got that uh, going on X, not Twitter. I'm starting to try and get in the habit. X every day. Uh, we're trying to. Have- I ref- I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to either, but I keep getting corrected, so I'm trying to make an effort. Anyway, yeah, people that correct you about that are just trying to, you know, be not, that guy. That's yeah, the person who corrects your grammar on Twitter, right? Yeah, but we'll have updates on, uh, you know, how the kickers are doing and stuff and, you know, try and update you on conditions as well. Caleb Shudak missed two kicks during two-minute period yesterday, but it was very windy and they were very long kicks. So, yes. uh, you know, those are two things that we got to keep in mind. But uh, you right. know, we're trying to update you. So, Sam, Mike Vrabel made a decision yesterday that I think the rest of the NFL needs to pay attention to this because Mike Vrabel said that he is not going to be the head coach for the Titans at the Chicago Bears in the first preseason game. Sam, I'll let you explain what the head coach of the Titans said yesterday. Yeah, wanted to grab a video, had some technical difficulties because we're out in nature this morning with getting said video ready to go. But Mike Vrabel came out and started his press conference in a very somber way. By the way, I thought something really bad happened at first. It was kind of weird. But he said, hey, just wanted to let everybody know defensive line coach Terrell Williams will be acting as head coach for the preseason game in Chicago. Uh, So big T. Terrell Williams, a coach that uh, has done a tremendous job with the Titans in his six seasons, developing players, coaching players, uh, and really relating to players was something Mike Vrabel said. It is Williams does a, a phenomenal job of speaking and getting to know players on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. This past offseason, Williams had the title of assistant head coach added to his title. It was kind of a recognition from Mike Vrabel about the job that he's done And now Vrabel says he'll still be here. He'll still be around. He'll be helping Williams in any way possible. But he feels like 
the in-game experience of communicating with trainers, with the assistants, figuring out how they want to play and manage the game and who they want to put in and take out at certain times. Very valuable experience. And he's correct, very correct about that. It's great exposure for somebody who is a potential future head coach candidate around the league in Terrell Williams to get to uh, get some real in-game experience and the feel for being a head coach. A really nice job by Mike Vrabel, I would say. This yeah. is a very cool thing that I think should be a trend around the league, like you were saying. Yeah, I, I think more coaches should do this. And, you know, the easy, like, low-hanging fruit joke is, like, hey, Mike Vrabel doesn't want to coach the preseason anyway, right? No, but this is big for Terrell Williams. And we've every offseason, Sam, I think since me and Zach have created our own company with A to Z, there's, there's conversations about the lack of minority coaching uh, you know, options, right. And candidates not having enough head coaching candidates. Well, the reason why there aren't enough is because there aren't enough minorities that are offensive and defensive coordinators. And yeah. so then there, then you have to start with position coaches to go up the ranks. Terrell Williams is 49 years old and has been coaching in the NFL since 2012. So that's over 10 years in the league, but has never been more than a D line coach. Right. So he's been a D line coach for several organizations, uh, the Raiders, the Dolphins, and now the Titans over his uh, 11, 12, now 12 years in the NFL. He's been in college ranks as at Texas AM and Purdue uh, as well in his coaching career, but nothing more than a D line coach, too. So now getting him an opportunity to go through a live rep of being a head coach is phenomenal. That's awesome. Like, I, like even Arthur Smith. Who or whoever Mike uh, Matt Lafleur gets a head coaching job from being the Titans OC. I don't think he had an opportunity like this before he became a head coach. So it, it's a great opportunity for Terrell Williams to to see the live bullets and to know what the in game, in real time decisions are for a head coach. And I think, you know, I, I'm not trying to make requirements from everybody, but I do think this is a good idea, and I believe there will be a copycat move around the league. Uh, that uh, Mike Vrabel is doing this. It, it should at least create a copycat domino yeah. effect across the NFL. Yeah, there's really no negative to it. Like for a, from a team's perspective, your head coach can still be there, still be around, have his fingerprint all over like a preseason game. But there is a lot of value in looking out for your guys. And that is something Mike Vrabel does just as well as anybody else, better than anyone else. Uh, Mike Vrabel looks out for his own. And that goes for his coaching staff. And so, you know, giving a coach on his staff opportunity that he's giving Terrell uh, is a really great move. It's great and well-deserved for Terrell. Like I said, he's been phenomenal for the Titans. And you hear, you know, the way that he's coached and gotten the most out of a guy like Jeffrey Simmons and the way that he has developed undrafted guys like Tier Tart. And then you have, you know, I'm sitting there in practice watching Jaden Peavy making plays every day and hearing how Naquan Jones, right? Like, and and this is a guy who had done, he, I mean, he did this with Jarrell Casey. He did this back in Daquan Jones. Like the, the amount of guys that Terrell Williams with his time at the Titans, because Terrell Williams has been here since Mike Vrabel has been at the Titans head coach. So he's been a staple on the, and the defensive line has been the best. You could make, this is maybe a completely different show. What has been the best, most stable position group? for the Titans in Mike Vrabel's tenure, you could argue the D-line is probably number one, right? Yeah. And so now yeah. Terrell Williams has that assistant head coach uh, tag on his, on, his, uh, on his door, on his office, and now he's going to get a chance to do it in real time. Yeah, and I think it's also like 
not only is it giving him experience, but it's also the exposure uh, because it, as good of a coach as Terrell Williams is, Mike Vrabel would give Terrell Williams the, the best review there is out there. But I think slapping him with an assistant head coach title, I think giving him this experience to act as the head coach is putting a banner out there for the rest of the league that, hey, this guy's capable and this guy is worthy. And so when you're doing your interviews next spring, make sure you're bringing in Terrell Williams to interview for your head coaching job because he's a guy yep. that's, you know, very, very worthy of consideration, whether that be for a head coaching job or a defensive coordinator job or whatever it is, like he's a very well-rounded coach and it's a great job. Uh, I do have to find the irony in the fact that we asked Mike Vrabel, hey, Mike, do you, any any idea what the quarterback rotation is going to be like for uh, the preseason game? He said, oh, he'll have to bring that up with Big T. You'll have to, <laughs> you'll have, you'll have to talk to Terrell about that. And we said, oh, well, well when do we get to talk to that? When when, talk when's to he said, he'll be with you after the game on Saturday. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, oh, nice chess move by Vrabel as yeah. well to be like, hey, yeah. by the way, because I'm not acting as head coach, I will therefore not be answering any questions about the impending preseason game. So there's a yeah. chance we get Williams on Thursday morning, but we'll see how, how that. Yeah, plays out. I think you will. Though. Yeah, it is funny. You know, Mike Vrabel doing a good thing, but also having fun with it and kind of you know messing with us, the media, uh, any chance that he gets. Oh, he'll but, find any way to not answer a question. So that it, it was a great yep. chess move. I just had to sit there and be like, you know what? That's a it's well thought out by you, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> bravo, bravo. It. All right, guys, no trivia again today because uh, we got to get going to practice. Practice starts in like 13 minutes. So we got to hustle on over there. But get, uh, always thanks to Wilson County Hyundai, one of our great sponsors for a long time, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or go see uh, our guy Payne Bone who runs the show up there in Wilson County Hyundai. So in Lebanon or online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. We're about to head to practice. 9.15 is when it's at. Uh, so we'll have tons of content on our YouTube channel. So make sure you like the show before you go. Because if you hit that thumbs up, it's great for us. It's great for you because the audience grows, the conversation grows. And that means we get to give you guys more content. So check it out. Content from practice coming up over here in the next hour and a half or so. So we'll see you guys later on on a Wednesday. Appreciate it as always.